This episode of The Shamrock Show is brought to you by the law firm of Scott Camasar and Stephen Rett. Scott is my guy. I recommend him for any of your civil or legal liability needs. If you have a little bit too much whiskey and then you accidentally order a dog online, that's your problem. But if you order the dog online and then a horse comes and they charge you double to send it back, that's when you need Scott. See Scott at the law firm of Scott Camasar and Stephen Reck at stephenreck.net, S-T-E-P-H-E-N-R-E-C-K.net. Welcome to the Shamrock Show. Sit down, have a listen, and go fuck yourself. The Shamrock Show. Um, so of all the gear in the world, we're both wearing the same fucking hoodie today. All right, right, right. Everything, everything I have in my closet. Right, right. We're wearing right. the same one. I figured that you would have on the new Roots of Fight Connor gear. That's what I figured. I haven't gotten it yet. That's what, Jesse, yeah. We haven't gotten it yet. Yeah, I, I haven't. You know, yeah. I, I placed my order, but I figured you had that inside lane and... You know, I figured you had. No, it. I do. It, 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 the the seating stuff didn't even come yet. I think uh, it should be any day, but I think the regular stuff shipped. They pushed. They rushed it. Right. Yeah. It was like a crazy, crazy rush. So they're they're selling and making it at the same time. So they're just trying to like push, push, push. That's up, man. So before we get started, I'm gonna mix my little cocktail here. I got a little bit of coffee. This glass actually came from. Um, that Irish whiskey fest. You got me the tickets for the dead rabbit. You know, my man, oh, Sean, yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure, yeah, for sure. my man, Sean gave me this. I'm going to put it in my shot of proper. I got, my glass. I got my glass ready. So whenever you're and whenever. then a, a little bit of uh, Irish cream there, you can't go wrong with the Irish coffee to start the day, man. So cheers. Nah, cheers, brother. Salon. So I'm excited to have you on, man. I, you know, it's uh, when, when I thought about doing this, there's so many different angles and, you know, I think you've, uh, you've got some really cool stuff to do. So why don't you just start by introducing who you are right now, what you are and what you do. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I know we've been talking about doing this for, for a long ass time. So uh, uh, currently I am the uh, uh, sales director in the, in the U.S. for Proper 12 Irish Whiskey uh, and uh, partners with Connor and uh, the rest of the crew on, uh, on the project. So uh, I hold the role as a sales director, but also I'm a, a partner as well. Uh, when did you come into the project? Were you in it from like the very beginning or like? No, not the very beginning. I met, um, I first got, uh, learned about the project, uh, the Mayweather, uh, McGregor, the McGregor Mayweather fight. Um, the night before I sat down with, uh, with, uh, Audie and Sean and we just were going over the, they were just picking my brain more so about, uh, just celebrity endorsed brands because prior or, at that time, prior to this gig, I was uh, running uh, Jay-Z's Cognac, Do Say Cognac for him. I did that for over seven years. So they were just picking my brain about like the industry, celebrity-owned products, stuff like that. Um, wasn't a recruiting visit at all. It was just I happened to be out there for the fight, you know, with um, a buddy of Audis uh, that worked for Rock Nation at the time. So, um, and then the year before that, when he uh, fought in New York, when he fought uh, Alvarez, um, I helped Audie uh, and Connor set up their after party uh, for the fight. So that's my, that was my initial introduction to the team McGregor. Um, and then the following year I got, when I was invited out to uh, the Mayweather fight, they were, they were picking my brain. Oh, that's gnarly. So you were, I didn't even know that you were at the, the Maymac fight. Yeah. Yeah. When um, a buddy of mine uh, at Rock Nation at the time, he was a, he's a football agent and he's like, Best best bouts with uh, with Audi. So uh, Audi got him a couple of tickets. Uh, I went out there, actually activated with uh, Ace of Spades at the time. I think we gave away a hundred bottles of uh, Ace of Spades Rosé with a customized uh, plaque inside for Connor to all his VIPs that attended the fight. Yeah, a hundred so, VIPs. So kind of like a little like a partnership. So that that just leads into joining the team. I knew the power of of the, the paradigm team and then and Connor, yeah. um, obviously being a fan of mixed martial arts my whole life. Um, but I was back, I was, I jumped all over the opportunity to do the New York after party and then, you know, jump behind him on uh, the, the Mayweather fight. Oh, see, so that's really interesting because one of the things I was going to ask you was if you were uh, a fight fan, an MMA fan before getting involved with the brand or not, because I, I didn't know if that was a yeah, thing. Yeah, actually, I grew up on uh, boxing, being from Jersey, um, and having uh, an uncle that was a pretty pretty heavy gambler. Um, 
I, as a kid, I didn't know much, but back then I grew up in I guess, a fight game. I was at, I mean, I'm dating myself, but I was at uh, um, Tyson Spinks, all 91 seconds of it. I saw Roy Jones' first fight in Atlantic City. Um, saw some amazing, amazing fights. Just so I grew up on the fight game. Like I saw like Pernell Whitaker, I grew up watching, Roberto Duran, because all the fights were, at that time, all the big fights were in AC. So yeah, yeah. I, I was, as a kid, I was running, you know, just, bouncing around with like my you know with a with a book a pen a camera and just like either taking pictures or, or like getting autographs and watching yeah. some amazing fights so i grew up in the fight i grew up watching the fight game so when the ufc started uh to, to pop off a little bit I, I jumped all over oh that's really cool man and uh i was going to reference back one of the reasons i was asking how early you were involved in the project was the first time i saw the incarnation of this was after the Maymac, but he came out and he was calling it notorious whiskey, right? But there was an issue yeah, with the sure. name. But um, I think that Proper 12 is a, is a way better name. I think that it going with notorious was almost too gimmicky. You know what I mean? I think that uh, Proper 12 lands better. It doesn't sound, it sounds like a brand of alcohol that's there to stay, not just like Connor's whiskey. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just, uh, I just thought, I, I, at the time I was all in, I was like, oh, that's great. But I, I think that proper 12 lands better, less, less, uh, more authentic. Than yeah. Um, at that time I was like, listen, after that weekend, I hit them up and I was like, you know, if there's something that, you know, there's an opportunity, let me, let me know. Um, I was, I had uh, an unbelievable experience with, uh, with uh, Jay-Z's camp um, and working on Doucet. That was, uh, I mean, I have nothing but amazing things to say about my time there. The brand that's still, uh, I treat it still the stores all the time i always walk the cognac out just to just to check it out see how it's doing um but uh this was an opportunity just that i, I couldn't turn down but yes i uh i tasted that product that friday the friday before the fight saw the, the packaging which was really rough that was like when they were just like they worked on it for a while but they were just like working out the kinks and the whole team wasn't didn't come together but that's like whenever whenever you start a brand or whatever you throw all these things out there and then eventually hopefully you come up with what we have that's you know in front in front of you or behind you and behind me and stuff like that so um the journey along the way you know you go through names package designs colors all that stuff but eventually it all works out and then you look at that package and uh they, they nailed it most is perfect yeah i agree um so let's let's backtrack you know, because I'm gonna just sip through this thing if you're if you're right that. That's a beautiful thing, man. Uh, how did you get linked up with Jay Z? What what was your background going into that, and then how did that project come about? Because I mean, how many people are you gonna meet in your life who worked their last two things? They worked with Conor McGregor and Jay Z. It's pretty gnarly. So yeah, it's a little crazy. It's all it's yeah. I'm, I'm lucky in that sense. Um, I was I've always been in the liquor business my whole adult life. So I was at the time. Uh, Jay-Z and his team are opening up the 4040 Club in New York, which is his uh, or his sports bar uh, slash club. Um, I was with Bacardi and um, I got introduced to a woman who was uh, handled nightlife in Miami that was uh, going to run the club for, for, uh, for Jay. Um, and then I worked with her for like almost like a year to like, as they're like, when I went in, I didn't even, when I first met her, I didn't even see the 4040 space i went into jay-z's studio which was like an uh, like a i had no idea what i was walking into yeah um, was, that was pretty wild um and then over just for like almost like a year we just worked on the product and i ended up uh, sponsoring their grand opening with uh, the bacardi portfolio and that just built a a long-standing relationship with the 4040 team um the woman that i met with is now she might, I think her title is like COO of Rock Nation, um, beast in the music industry, probably one of the most powerful people in the music industry, uh, really, really smart. Um, and she, so she, I was there for her whole rise. And when they were uh, about, to, when they were launching Doucet, she called me in to say, hey, can you, you know, I want to talk to you. I thought it was for a meeting about, at that time, I was with Jim Beam. And I thought it was like, all right, she wants to talk about like, you know, maybe, you know, Cruze and Rum, right, which is a competitor for Bacardi at the club, or maybe like Four Beam instead of Jack. Like, I had no idea, you know, or like Rossier instead of like, you know, Hennessy. Um, and 
uh, Jay's business manager too at the time, and they presented me with the opportunity to help him run the brand. I, I remember at the time I was engaged at the time, I called my girl, I'll never forget, it was raining, I had to go back to Long Island, and I called her from the city that was like, you won't believe this shit. And uh, yeah, some back and forth was like, cause you know, like I was, I had a great gig. So she's like, kind of like, oh, I don't know. What do you think? And I'm like, it's, it's fine. It's fucking Jay-Z. It's Jay-Z, yeah. <laughs> I got a call, I think a few days later saying, hey, Jay wants to, to meet you. And I remember where I was, I was at a 7-Eleven parking lot. I called up my, I called up my girl at the time. And I was like, I don't give a fuck what you say. I don't care. <laughs> Jay-Z wants to meet Jay-Z wants to meet you. Yeah. So it ended up working out great. Like I said, the time there was unbelievable. Ended up going on like, I think four tours with Jay, with, with Jay maybe five. I toured with Rihanna. It, it, it took me from my being a liquor rep to like, threw me in like a, I couldn't even like explain it, like a tornado of like uh, different opportunities and stuff to be like, Went to like, you know, someone, someone just pushing liquor and then all of a sudden I'm, I'm on a tour running via, or overseeing VIP uh, areas and, you know, on the floor, special, you know, viewing areas. And we were just literally just anywhere you move, we made sure you were drinking Ducé and poured it down your throat and built the brand that way. That's so, awesome, man. Okay. Yeah, no, that, that's, that's, that's really dope. Um, and I think they're kind of similar situations where you have, a, a, uh, a celebrity coming in with a brand into a section where there's already like a, a really established brand and taking a strong bite out of it. Like when I did the bar uh, in New London spills, you didn't get to see it because it only lasted a few months, unfortunately, due to the, the COVID opening. Yeah, I, was, I was a little, uh, I was a little tied up there. Yeah, yeah. But um, the, the, the do say went really well there, man. People were, were really digging it. You know what I mean? I was selling almost as much of it as I was Hennessy and Hennessy is such a long, long, long established product. So yeah, me, I'm not, I'm not a cognac guy, but when I saw the power, I, you know, I, I was familiar with Duze just cause I, I like Jay-Z. So, you know, I knew the brand, but I was surprised at, at the pull that it had even in that spot. Yeah. It's, it's similar to the fact that um, they're both in, in, <sighs> huge categories, but there is one leader at the top. There's like a lot of great brands like in, in the middle. Right. Let's call it is there both categories have like two monsters at the top. Um, so in that case, for me, it was the same thing. I was like kind of repeating the same thing. Celebrity owned brand going after going after the big boy, you know? Yeah. Um, but both did the same thing, whereas you can come up with packaging, you can come up with like social media ad stuff. Um, both brands nailed the liquid in the, in, in the bottle and that's beyond important or whatever brand, um, the liquid has to hold up because you'll get the initial customer. You'll get the people to try it, buy it because of the nostalgic type thing. Um, but to get them keep cut, to get the customer, keep coming back, the product has to taste, it's gotta be good. Um, and both are high quality products. You've locked in with two celebrities, you know, let's start even with Jay-Z who he's been so consistent forever. Like he has to be one of the greatest, if not the greatest, just based on, on longevity. And he's just never been bad. He's always been good. If he's not necessarily been the number one rapper in the world, he's, he's living in that, you know, that top space for 30 years now. Yeah, I mean, um, they're, sim they're very similar. Obviously, age is a little different, but they're similar as far as the way they think. They're always thinking ahead. Jay had the unique ability to like, just uh, he would he would see like what's coming up down the line, like not kind of seeing to the future, but his planning he would be he's always thinking forward. It's not like reaction like at this moment. How do we react? He's way down the line. So I'll never forget we had I, I tell the story. I don't tell that much, but um, we were just sitting in a social media meeting, and obviously he's he runs around. He has, he's involved in so many other. Uh, projects so he wasn't in every he didn't pop into every single of our meeting but heavily involved same as connor um and he probably just popped into like our social media meeting and he's like hey what's going on and we, you know we brought him up to in, into the loop and he just sits there and he's like all right looks at a picture he's like all right take that picture and post uh if i do say so myself and we're like all right cool post it whatever and maybe six months down the line i was in vegas and i got a call saying holy shit Beyonce just dropped an album. Did you hear the song Drunk in Love? Went on there, listened to it, and then you hear Do Say is a shit if I do say something. Yeah, yeah. This fucking guy. 
He's crazy. So his genius to do that. Connor's the same way. And you can see that with Connor and his uh, social media. Everything he writes, everything written, and every image, whatever, that's him. It's, it's his phone. Yeah. So um, they're and they're, and they're they just both have the unique unique ability to just understand the audience and then get and then see what you know what's the next trend. So you're you I know you live in New Jersey. You're originally from New Jersey, yeah. Yeah, I grew up. Yeah, I grew up pretty much all adult life, or my whole life, adult life as a kid. I mean, I say I'm from Brooklyn, but I moved when I was four. So yeah. I, depending on who I'm talking to, I gotta trying to toughen up a little bit. <laughs> wait, wait, wait a minute. I'm from Brooklyn. Yeah. yeah so well, my Rock Nation days, I was always saying, "Yeah, I'm from Brooklyn." I'm from Brooklyn. <laughs> and like, yeah, we're from the Marcy Projects. You're not. We're a different part of Brooklyn. Um, <laughs> nah, I moved when I was. I moved when I was. Uh, I moved when I was four to Jersey. Well. I've only been to New Jersey once. I went, me and uh, Melissa went to Atlantic City for her birthday one year, and I, I thought it was pretty dope. But New Jersey to me is like, it puts out some, all of my favorite things. So my favorite basketball player of all time is Shaq. He's out of Newark, New Jersey. Yeah. My, favorite, my favorite rapper is Joe Budden. He's from Jersey. The, one of the best New Year's Eves I ever had was I partied with Naughty by Nature at Mohegan Sun, and those guys were the best, but I always loved Naughty by yeah. Nature. Love Naughty by Nature, for sure. The Sopranos. I'm a Kevin how, Smith. How, how is it that you're such a big fight fan? You, only, you haven't you haven't only, you haven't been to Jersey only once because back even like uh, as the UFC was coming up, like they had like uh, there were some big fight leagues that would fight out of Jersey. I grew I, like what's the one? Not Ring of Combat. I used to see where I, I watched. I used to go when I lived in Long Island. I trained at, at Sarah's, so in okay. I did jiu-jitsu over at Sarah's, and uh, they had a couple up and comers. But I used to we used to go and watch. Uh, like I Quinta fight all the time down in AC, in AC. Yeah, well, they did some WEC cards there, and they did a. I know Bellator was there at least at least once, but yeah, I've never been to to fights in, in AC, man. I mean, yeah, I've always been spoiled with with having Fox was a Mohegan Sun growing up here. We've always had high level since you know the early '90s, high level boxing and high level MMA events here as well, and then and in Rhode Island, there's always uh, a lot more boxing until the last few years they started doing mma as well but there's a, a lot of combat sports out this way so yeah it's never made it down to jersey but you know we'll have to catch something one time yeah we got some good we got some other stuff too you know people like uh want to give jersey a little bit of crap but you know we got some good delis out here too some good food it's not bad not bad living got beaches it's it's, it's it's good living out here you also got the Jersey Shore, exactly. the show. <laughs> the same, like when I say we go to the Jersey Shore, it's like I grew up in high school, like cruising the the, the boardwalk of uh, Seaside Heights. So I can't, I can't, you know, knock the show too much. Hey, listen, and when that show was out, and I still had hair, I had a, a like a knockoff blowout as well, man. But it was already thinning on me, so it wasn't quite Paulie D status. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but my drinking days, we didn't we didn't spend time over at uh, not at Seaside Heights. We did more like. Yeah. Uh, Belmore, like, uh, and then Point Pleasant, but it has, it's, a, it's a good time over there, for sure. So this has got to be a busy time for the brand right now, with Connor having a fight next week. Um, he hasn't fought much since the brand has dropped, but do you guys see a big spike in sales when he's, I think he's only had two fights since the brand has dropped, yeah? Two fights, for, yeah, for sure. Um, obviously, the the first fight was around our launch. So that was like, probably that'll go down in spirits industry history. That boom was insane. As you know, you, you, it was impossible to even find the bottle, let alone places yeah. that carried it. Like I got so many calls. We we're in Vegas, like from stores in New York, be like, Hey, you know, bars, like where can I find bottles? We, we you know, people are calling it, ringing our phone left and right. We can't. A quick break for one of our sponsors, beardoctane.com. I like your beard. Beard, 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 beard. Check out beardoctane.com or beardoctane on your favorite social media site for all your grooming needs. That's beardoctane.com. Code Shamrock10 will get you 10% off. Beardoctane.com. Can't find it. And I'm like, I don't even know where to send you, even if you didn't want to, you know, because legally you have to go to a distributor and that whole thing. I don't have to get into the liquor business, but. Um, you're not supposed bar is not a, a allowed to go to a, another Package, store. Right, yeah. right. Um, but they couldn't even do that. The stores couldn't even keep they wouldn't even put it on the shelf. They would just hold it for a wait for people to call. But there's no reason there was no reason to to put a spot on the shelf at the time because it's like it would just go. So it was like they just kept it behind the counter and people would ask, hey, you got proper 12. Um, but I remember traveling after and um, 
customers would be like our phone it was like we loved you but we hated you our phone was non-stop and he's like and we just didn't have an, you know didn't have enough so the that launch was insane uh, we actually we did yeah we see an uptick when he fell cowboy obviously um i think this fight we'll see we're already having a, a great month i already got a, some insights uh from from some of the people out in the, in the field um people are buying already i think because now everyone's got to watch most mostly everyone's got to watch from home even in the states that are kind of somewhat open there's curfews and stuff so you know ufc starts late especially here on the east coast um so by the time like here like for example like in new york new jersey we're closed at 10 so that's that's just when the pay-per-view starts you know right that's and it's the same thing here man so yeah I, I, when i asked you the question if you're going to see a spike around the fight i wasn't even factoring in the fact that people can't go out and have events you're not going to have bars showing it and then doing a proper special and, and and getting the product in people's hands so yeah so i i envision obviously a lot of people watching it like going back to the old days of uh and i don't and i guess if you're if whoever's the CDC is listening to it, you know, watching house parties with the recommend the, the right amount, like the right amount of people and they'll, you know, yeah. keep it to your, whatever you do. But I think a lot of people are going to be watching at home. And yeah. for that, for us, they're going to grab, they grab bottles as opposed to like going to the bar and, you know, ripping a few shots and stuff. Um, so I, I'm pretty sure we'll have, we'll have a nice month. Uh, rather see it open, but it is what it is. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to, uh, I'm definitely having a few people over the house, but Less than whatever the recommendation is, but we'll be killing all these these bottles that I got kicking You know the the proper the proper will be flowing, and uh, I'll make sure we'll get you a little care package. That's what's up. Are you guys gonna be sponsoring the fight? This is it gonna be on the logo on, on the map? I don't think we're allowed. I think because of because uh, where it's at with uh, the the, the uh, alcohol restrictions over there. Um, oh yeah. No, is that because I it's? I don't, a think, I don't think so. I'm pretty sure that uh, <clears throat> over over there you're not they're not allowed to promote alcohol. No, is that because is that because it's like it's a a Muslim country and, and they don't drink? Is that the thing? I believe it's something like that. Yep. Oh, no way. Yeah. So I mean, we'll obviously do a ton of stuff around it. I just yeah, don't yeah. think you'll, you'll be accustomed to seeing it uh, in the uh, in the center in the center of the in the cage. We'll get it. We'll get it next time. Well, you guys have been huge with boxing. I can't get over the the amount of uh, marketing and, and ring space you guys have had, especially for that 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 big heavyweight fight, man. I was like, holy yeah, shit, man! I, that was I think that was the first time I saw that blue ring like that laid out. It looked it looked awesome, man. You guys, you know, are doing getting the the views for sure. Yeah, the fight game is like a natural business for us. It's like the fight community has been amazing to the brand from from day one. Obviously. Um, Due to you know, due to our owner, but even like outside of the UFC world, uh, the the boxing uh, the boxing space, uh, five fans have been great, and people are always like showing their bottles. You go you scroll through social media, people are always like, "Hey, fight night, got my proper ready, all that stuff," or "We're drinking proper tonight, proper fight night." So, um, yeah, it's it's a no brainer to to stay in that space and then then branch out, you know. Well, the, the social media with the brand is great too. Um, one, they they repost and share a lot of stuff, which yeah, you know, they're, they're a good team. That 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 builds loyalty to the brand. I think when people are like, "Oh shit," you know, I'm, you know, they'll take the screenshot that they were on the proper twelve story, um, and it, like the the drink recipes, I think is really important. You guys show a lot of different ways to to drink the proper because. Not everyone thinks they like whiskey. Everyone likes whiskey. It's not they don't know that they like whiskey. You know, because it can go. With just about anything like that proper frozen lemonade dude like i can put anyone yeah, onto yeah. the any no matter if you're a cosmopolitan drinker you only drink seltzer no, come here and i'll make you something with proper 12. and i think that that's what's really impressive about the the social media because like you guys came out with that um what do you call it with the orange soda the um uh, the blitz the blitz and that is I incredible honor did that that was honor drink and and everyone I've put onto that is like you wouldn't think Irish whiskey and and orange soda, but it's an an absolute hit. Yeah, it's um, listen, it's a versatile whiskey. Like you can drink it straight. Like I'm doing like no ice, nothing. You know, put in a few cubes. Um, you can rip a shot. You can mix it with cola with your traditional ginger ale. Put it in an Irish coffee. Um, and then you want to get super creative with it. That makes them a, a badass old fashioned. Um, so it's really like anything, you know, how you want to drink it. Um, it's, a, it's, it's an approachable drinking whiskey. And that's how, you know, we go about promoting it. 
Um, but our, yeah, our our our, uh, our, uh, our marketing team uh, is is awesome. The way they run it, um, and it's almost like uh, I would I would guess it's like how Connor's. It's all about the fans. It's all about you know our supporters. Um, so why not give back? Right. And that was the other thing I was going to say is on, on top of, of proper being like so fan friendly, Connor will share, he'll go on streaks like one day, like I've been off Instagram for a while, but when I was still on, like he'll just post, like he'll spend like an hour posting everybody who's posted a picture uh, of or video with proper 12 in it in like the last six days, you know, he just goes nuts sharing it. And I know people like, so when I would post from the bar and he would share it, the waitresses would go nuts. They're like, Oh my God, we're on Conor McGregor's story, you know? And I, I think that that also is, is such a, a, an organic tool that's going to continue to get people buying the brand for, you know, to, yeah, it's, to um... have, to have him so hands-on with it is, or at least with the marketing aspect of it. Yeah, it helps, listen, trust me, it helps my job knowing that if bars push it and promote it, I can look them in the eye and say, trust me, like he sees it, um, he'll support, he'll share, which he does. So, I mean, for a guy in sales, it makes it makes my life so much easier. Um, it's, a, it's, a, it's a great tool, social media in that way with the brand building. I get why, I, I'm curious to see how being off it for you has been because you know we all need like a little bit of break because it's a crazy world there. Unfortunately, sometimes as you know, when you run the bars or yeah. you had the bar and stuff where you're promoting a show, it's sometimes you, you can't get off it. It's kind of like a way to promote. That's uh, a crazy space out there right now. Yeah, and, and, and that's, you know, I, I feel like I keep talking about it, but I feel it's been such a, a change in my life to be off of social media. Um, there's definitely the negatives to it. Like, one, I like showing people Connor follows me on the gram. Like, so like, it's like dope to show people that, you know, and when I'm trying to get guests on the podcast too, it's like, I have a lot of like, like different, especially in the MMA world, like Bellator follows me and like a lot of blue checks. So it's like, if I want to slide into some celebrity's DM, be like, Hey, you want to come on my show? It sucks. One, not even having the ability to do that because of Instagram, but not having you know, what I would consider a resume, you know, cause I've got yeah. not like a celebrity, but I got like 5,000 followers and a lot of blue checks. So it's like, like, Oh, this guy, you know, people fuck with this guy. So we'll do a show, you know, it's, there's a loss there. And then, you know, there's certain people who I only communicated with through Instagram. So it's like, oh, I don't know what they're up to. I don't, I don't see what they're up to, but as a, as a net whole, it's been better for me. I'm, I'm not on my phone as, as much and I'm just not so distracted and, and, uh, I've been reading, like I've said before, I've been reading a lot because like at night, normally I'd go to bed and I'd scroll on Instagram for two hours, but now I'm I'm like ripping through like three books a month because I'm just reading. Too uh, cool. Yeah. You know, it's just something different, man. But, um, you know, I was talking to somebody recently in my podcast and he said, you know, with social media, just make sure you're, you're getting more than you're giving, you know, you don't want to get on there and, and get angry and, and give of yourself and, you know, you should be getting, business out of it or relationships out of it if, if you're ever not giving if you're ever giving more than you're getting that's when it's time to cut off and I think that's what it was for me I'm sure I'll go back on at some point but right now it's just I'm good you know yeah I hear people say oh I, you know you almost feel guilty or they'll say oh, I'm taking a break whatever and it's like do you sometimes you gotta take a break for two hours take a break for two hours you gotta take a break for two months take a break for two months there's no there's no science to it. It's got, you know, you got to do what's best for either yourself or give it, a, give it a try sometimes to see how it feels to be like, all right. You know, there are days where um, I see myself on my phone too much and I'm like, fuck it. I just start, I delete, I'll delete apps. I'll delete Instagram. Right? So I'm not deleting my account, but I'll just right, get it right. on my phone. So I don't have to, I'm not reaching. And then you realize like, oh shit, like if you reach for it for no reason. Um, but you just got to figure out what's, you know, what's your, you know, what's best for you. So staying on the social media topic, how has, you know, I've only known you since working with Connor, but you know, you've been working with Connor and then Jay-Z. How has that uh, storm affected you? Cause that's like how I found you, my boy, Deerum, when, when Proper 12 was first coming out, you know, Deerum from 40 Thieves. And he was like, yo, I saw this guy, he's involved with Proper. And he's like, I remember him from Duce because Deerum used to work with a guy called Sycamore. He's in the hip hop. And, you know, so I reached out to you. I was like, hey man, you know, I got this bar in Connecticut yep. and that's, you know, we kind of linked up from that way. Um, with you being so attached to Connor, like, you know, you've been to some big events with him. You've been, you were on the field at the Super Bowl, right? Yeah. And then like that, that big St. Patrick's Day parade back when those used to yeah, exist we, before quarantine. We did like two tours with Connor for the brand, like two, uh, two big city tours. Like we had, I think the first one we hit like a 14 cities in 11 days. 
and then the other one where I think it was like four or five cities in four days. So yeah, to get add some cool opportunities behind the scenes to travel with them. But social media wise, it was um, do say is the one that pushed me obviously because I went from just starting an Instagram to going on to going on a bunch of tours and like I mean if you can be scroll through my Instagram just a little bit like when I was on tour I was literally night after night it was like celebrity 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 and I'm not a big um, like hey can you get a can we get a picture type of guy you know or post or whatever but there's certain aspects of in the moment you do it or it's like all right I need this this is you know this is like I met Rick Flair I'm like I gotta get a picture yeah absolutely um but the Duce one really started pushing only because I had there was I was literally we're on tour we're going from stop to stop and people and then like I said the transition in my life was so big it was going from like wearing a suit every day or like you know a jacket and you know like no you know like a suit no tie or whatever calling on these like liquor stores or bars and managing a distributor for meetings and then next you know i'm like you know my very nice clothes like this (laughs) i have (laughs) changes to like you know black jeans hoodies timberlands and i'm running on tour with jay-z so at that time we were doing some wild ass after parties so that's probably what pushed my social media i even played around the podcast game for a little bit joked around and with uh a Tuesday Friday podcast and it actually started to work, which was pretty funny. So this really? is really getting my I getting back on the bike right now. Um we did it for like almost two years. It was me, uh Memphis Bleak, um, and uh this guy Rel Carter, who's Jay's nephew. No shit. Because every Friday in the office in the Rock Nation office, we call it Tuesday Friday at like 5 30. We'd mix up cocktails for the entire office. We'd put, you know, blast some music or just chill. And they sometimes, if it was someone's birthday, they'd have like cake or food, or whatever. And it would turn into a Friday happy hour every single Friday. That was Jay's thing. He's like, Friday, 5 30, make, make the do say, you know, and let, you know, have a, have a time. Um, there were some lights that got a little crazy out of hand where we got reprimanded. But for the most part, it was his idea. And they did it way, they did it before, do say, with other just regular brands we switched it over to Tuesday, Friday. And we're like, there's so many like people coming through the office, like, fuck, let's just do a podcast and we'll just have them on. And which was a good idea, but a bad idea because we're, we're hammered half the time. Um, well, yeah, we started a podcast and did well. We got, we were on title. We did, uh, like we had Jay's mom on there. She broke, had the whole story about her, um, being a lesbian, raising like a son, like Jay and all that stuff. But it was like when 444 came out. So, there was uh, this, there was one song about like Jay opened up that his mom was a lesbian and they uh, he did a, like I think an hour or two hour interview with like Elliot Wilson and he asked him about it he's like that's my mom's story you know my mom's got to tell it that's not for me and I literally hit up like his uh, nephew I'm like yo tell grandma she's got to come on the podcast like that was, then we blew up we were in like the New York Post it was crazy it was really nuts. No shit, man. I see. I didn't even know that. That's really yeah. We're all on the hip hop sites and stuff like that because it was was basically like a major interview. Like, yeah, actually, uh, Bleak didn't do it because Bleak was like, "No, that's like my grandma. I can't." He's he's like, "I can't. I I can't have. uh, It'd be weird for me to be in there." So he sat that one out. So Jay's nephew and his kid, uh, um, uh, Nation, who's tight with the family, did it. So it was like three idiots just interviewing her, but it worked. It was cool. Oh no shit. so next weekend's the fight. You're not going, yes, I'm assuming you're not going out to Abu Dhabi. <laughs> no, I didn't, make, I didn't make the cut. I see my boy Robbie Fox going out there. I was like, damn you, Robbie. From, uh, from, <laughs> from Barstool? Barstool. Yeah. Oh, yeah. How, and how do you know that guy? That's funny. He's like blowing up, man. Yeah, he's, he's I mean, listen, I'm happy for him. He's, when he's, when they say there's like good people on this earth and like solid people, Robbie, Robbie is one of them. Like he is legit a good good human being um i just met robbie through um through my friends at barcelona i had a bunch of friends in barcelona prior to meeting robbie um this kid caleb who i'm super tight with um so when he started doing the connor stuff i um we were doing the proper stuff around the khabib fight um they put me in touch with him but uh i'm not even sure if it was before i think about even before that i had met him i brought steep a in to do part of my take and I might have gotten introduced to Robbie then, but um, we started like just 
I have a bunch of friends at bars, so they're a bunch of, they got some good people uh, working over there. Um, actually, and some friends are actually like super close. So, um, and I'm happy for that kid. He's, um, he's as honest as they come as far as like, just, he's a good kid. I remember seeing him in like the proper 12 costume and shit, man, you know, like yeah, he's come a long way. I don't think Barcelona sales will allow him to do that. <laughs> well, that's kind of like where I found out about him. Cause I'm not like a really a, a Barcelona guy. I watched the pizza yeah, reviews, sure. but um, you know, and then when Connor was kind of jammed up with the Khabib thing and he was outside like free Connor, right. That, that, that's first. That thing. He did a, I mean, you look at his thing. He did a, he, he went out there and he hustled and he got himself in, in, in front. Now look, he's, He's like Dana's go-to. Dana, like, yeah, that's he's Dana's guy. Like, Dana, yeah, well, I know Dana's been on his pod. What's this called? I mean, My mom's basement or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And look, he's going, he's going to fight Allen. That's all Dana. Um, yeah. And I think Dana sees through me that he doesn't ask the. He put, put in. He does it. He found a good way to do his interviews where it's like. There's a lot of people asking the hard hitting questions, like you know the like fighter pay this stuff, and he's like that's not my gig that's not my thing he's like you have a fight this weekend or whatever let's talk about the fights he's like i'm not you know an investigative journalist he's like i just want to have a good time and focus on positive and that's worked for him and then you know it's needed um there's different styles of, of of journalism or whatever it might be and he's taken the uh the positive approach so nothing wrong with the other style because those hard cutting questions as you know need to be answered sometimes um that's just not him and it's work for him. Yeah. Um, you know, as far as what Dana goes, there's like a time and a place though. Cause I, I feel bad for Dana. Cause dude, people try to ambush him with shit all the time too. So it's probably a, a break to, to do a podcast like that with, with Robbie from Barstool because, you know, like things like fighter pay and stuff, they are interesting and they are stuff people should know about, but like when you're trying to promote a fight and people are like in the middle of you promoting a fight, they're like, how come this guy's not getting like, I'm doing something here, man. You know, yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah, I, I feel for Dana, man, because I've met him a few times and he's always been super cool. So like, I, I feel for him. Time and a place and people forget too. And it's not even a Dana thing. It's like, if you look at all the sports, it's like, it's a business. It's there's strategy and people think they're kind of owed all the information and you're not like, why should the UFC open up their books to the fans or like, well, you know, like when a GM of a baseball or basketball team comes on the radio and ask them like, you know, what's your plan or what are you going to do? Like, why would you give away your secrets? What do you, what, like, what do you do? Like we have a, you have a business to run. Like yeah. I get it. It's like nonsense sports, sports talk, but at the end of the day, it's like what business person are, is going to give up their secrets. Right. Yeah. Um, so what do you think about this fight? You're watching The Shamrock Show. A quick break from a word from our sponsors, the Second Chance Gym in Preston, Connecticut. Here's Jody Sheely, owner and trainer. I just wanted to give you a little uh, um, idea of what we're about here. It's an old school boxing gym. We train fighters from all levels, from amateur to pro. Um, if you want to just learn the sweet science, you don't want to compete, that's fine. But, um, definitely uh, love to see it. The Second Chance Gym is open weekdays from 7 to 9 a.m. and 4 to 7 p.m. and it's where I train. Come on down and check out the Second Chance Gym. Tell them Shamrock sent you. You get a free day for free just to check it out and see if it's for you. Second Chance Gym, Preston, Connecticut. Check them out on Facebook. It's the second time that Connor and Dustin have fought. Right now, he he gains something from beating Dustin again. Yeah, and uh, I... I'm not in love with the fight just because he starched him in, in a minute to begin with. So, like, you're really probably not going to top that. Maybe you will, but it's it's more of a, a, a high-risk, low-reward kind of fight if you're Connor. But I think that that's what shows why people like me like Connor because he's a fighter and he's he's down to scrap. It's not like a win-win situation. You know what I mean? And, and that's what I like about him. Uh, I met Dustin. I spent a little time with him when he was up for Bellator. Really nice guy, but he gets a lot of credit for being a good boxer. I don't see it, yeah. but um, what, what do you think about the fight? What, what's your take on it? I think for the, for, for what's out there and, uh, and where they're at, I think it's, it's, it's a fight that it's, it's a good fight to, to take place. Um, obviously a lot has, has changed and a lot has happened since the time they last fought um so and then if you look at the rankings it kind of makes sense but um listen i just just going off of obviously people say it's by his answer but if you just look like heat connor's in unbelievable shape you can just even if you see interviews with kavanaugh you can see the smile and just the positive uh vibe that they're talking about uh, with the camp 
Um, and I think Kavanaugh said it in one interview, I forget, or probably said a bunch of interviews. He's like, but uh, it might have been, oh, whatever. I think it was Kavanaugh. He's like, uh, Connor's been training for over a year. Like he was, he wanted to fight a bunch of times. Uh, it didn't work out that way with the pandemic or whatever, but it wasn't like he wasn't training. Um, so he's in remarkable shape. Obviously, if you go to his social media, you can't because you don't have Instagram, but you can figure it out. Yeah, um, he posts it all on Twitter too, yeah, yeah, yeah. or looks, other people. He looks awesome. Like he looks, yeah. he's, in, he's in great shape. So uh, I'm confident. Um, I think yesterday he said he's going to knock him out in 60, 60 seconds. seconds. So, yeah. yeah, we'll see about that. But that's, uh, yeah, I think it's, it's, uh, it's a good fight for Connor. And I think, you know, we all know what's what should happen next when, if, when he beats him, you know, but get, get the rematch where. You get the you know, you get this Connor in that in that cage. I think there's a good shot that you know you can beat him as well. But I think yeah. for, for this fight, I think it's the right fight. I think it's a good fight for for both of them for both fighters. Yeah. Um, I just think Connor's in really 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 good shape and good place. Well, you could see the way he came out against Cowboy, and you know beating Cowboy at, at this point is it's a solid win but it's not about the fact that he beat him it's how he did it and how efficiently and how confident he looked and how smooth he looked it's the the Connor that came out that night I wish that we had gotten to see that kind of Connor fight could be Khabib's always going to be a tough matchup for him and Khabib's a, a scary dude but I know we didn't see that version of Connor that night. You know what I mean? So I hope that it does play out that way. I think that he will get her dusted out of there relatively early and, and we'll see what happens with Khabib, if he's going to give him the rematch or not, you know? Yeah, I'll leave, that, I'll leave that up to like, when you get audio on the, on the, uh, when you get audio on the podcast, he can talk about like upcoming fights and all that stuff. But I think it would be fun. And I think for, for us, for, from a business standpoint, uh, from the proper world, it'd be, it'd be a, It'd be great. Like anytime he fights, it's uh, no matter who it is, it's good. It's, it's obviously good for us. I think it's good for the UFC. Uh, it's, it's good. For, it's good for the fight game. Like you know, it's like uh, it's it's there's like there's that song. There's only one Conor McGregor. There really is. He's 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 he's, he's in. The, he's, there's everyone else, and then there's there's Conor. I love that song. I, I bought it on uh, when it came ah, out. Great. I bought, yeah. What's that kid's name? Oh, whatever. But yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I used it the other day in some social uh, media. Mick, Mick, Mick Constantine. I'll probably, I'll probably throw that in on the outro on this on this episode. Um, now, Proper Twelve is does a ton of of um, donations and, and yep. taking care of people. Um, you guys donated over a million dollars the last two years, correct? Was it two years in a row now that you guys have donated a million dollars? Yeah, so we donate every for every case sold, we donate five hours uh, for to first responders. Yeah, um, and we do that throughout the, all all over the world. Not even it's not just like a U.S. thing or Ireland thing. We do it for every everywhere we sell it, Russia, you know, South America, Russia, wherever it is, um, where the case is sold, we uh, we donate them. We donate five dollars per case. Um, our first year, uh, we donated. I think it was one. 0.2 million. I think it was over a million dollars just in the States alone. Um, and then um, Connor does a ton of stuff on his own as far as helping with uh, with first responders. And he donated a bunch of like uh, gear when COVID first hit. Yeah, yeah. Um, we did a, a joint uh, charity thing with Tunnels for Towers with the uh, One for All. Uh, yeah, I got one. I got one of those shirts. Extra yeah, medium. So we did. Uh, we did. Um, that all those proceeds went were sent to the tunnel for towers covid fund so um not only what we do what we say on the back of the bottle uh we're giving uh, more connor's giving a, a lot more um even like um the roots of fight uh project that he has has out right now um connor is donating all his um proceeds to charity and then jesse and the, the roots of fight team followed so um, all profits from made from that that capsule uh, is going to uh, the charity. I think it's like um, some kids club in Cromwell or something. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, these he's a charitable dude. Like everything, it's it's like it's it's like a, he literally he's like a, he's he's a, a fire of the people. Loves his fans, but he also loves helping out. Um, and that was important when we launched proper that, that was, there was an element to that, that we would, we would, uh, support first responders. Speaking of that roots of fight deal. So 
you know, you know, Roots of Flight is my favorite brand. I got, right. I, 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 I always joke, I've got a Hyundai hanging in my closet. Like I could get the amount of money. You've got a rival of my collection, I think. Is that we, uh, you know, I, and I, I, I always say you, yours is, is, is all paid for, so respect. Yeah, yeah, man. <laughs> no, no. You know, every time they drop something, I'm like, shit, I should block their email. <laughs> but, the beauty of their stuff is that it does last, like it holds yeah. up. Like I have, I have some stuff from when they launched. So I've known Jesse for all people don't know, like the guy behind and started Roots of Fights. His name is Jesse. So that's why I was um, going to ask how you knew yeah, him. Yeah, so. him and I have been, been boys. Um, I met him through a mutual friend. Um, I was promoting like Jim Deem at the time. Yeah. And uh, I had a buddy who was doing PR and he was doing PR for UFC magazine. But UFC magazine wasn't uh, run by the UFC. It was run by like some magazine company. Oh, uh, they just like then, licensed out the name on it. Yeah. So there was okay. another buddy of, uh, of my, a buddy of my guy uh, was like the head editor. I don't know his freaking title, but he was like the main guy at the UFC magazine. So we're like, trying to figure out ways to like work together. So we're like, well, if we go to a UFC event, we can throw a party the night before. I'll sponsor it with Jim Beam. Meanwhile, I was only a bullshit rep in New York, but I was like figuring out ways to go to UFC fights for free. Yeah. Um, and I'm like, we'll sponsor the party with Jim Beam. I launched Red Stag at the time. And then we would just throw this like party with UFC magazine, but people, the word UFC was on it because the magazine was throwing the party. So yeah. all fighters would show up. We even had like one party in Boston. The Fertitas showed up. It was crazy. And we, we were just like, throw these a little, put all the stuff we were working on into this one party. Um, but anyway, one of them was like Jesse and like, oh, we'll do stuff with Roots of Fight. We'll get a couple shirts. We'll give it out. Or we'll say it's a Roots of Fight viewing party or something. Um, and that's how I met Jesse. We were just throwing, you know, through a mutual friend. And we were doing some like bar promotions in like in New York where, yeah, I think the one I met him in New York. Um, and I think at that time, he, he didn't have much. I know he had like that Muay Thai shirt. I didn't even know if he had any, If he, I don't even know if he had any icons at the time. Yeah. Um, and then he started adding Tyson, Ali, and it started to grow. Um, but I've been with him from the beginning of Roots of Fight. So, and then, you know, it's hard to explain, but I was always connecting in with certain people or putting it on athletes. I got Jay to wear it at a... Um, at a festival in in LA, he had the Muhammad Ali shirt on. So I'm like, and then Beyonce. Um, so I was putting his his gear in the right people's hands. Beyonce wore it for like a Christmas video. Rihanna was wearing it all the time. Yeah, I've uh, seen a bunch of Rihanna stuff. Uh, so if you can imagine for a company like that, that's on the uh, on you know just launching, like to have those stars wearing their gear. Um, and for me, it was easy. It's like, good. I mean, not easy to get Jay and then to wear it, but it was easy to give it to him because the stuff is cool. It's good. It's like, right. know, why wouldn't they want to add it? Um, so yeah, just, we just bond, you know, became like, took that and became like really, really close friends. And along the way, just recently we got uh, Cece involved. Um, Cece's always been a fan. So I introduced uh, Jesse to Cece and then that, that in turn went to, uh, um, a collection for the the Negro League Hall of Fame, and that little that not little that idea blew up, and now they're you know like they're coming out with more lines and like look what's going on with the, the the Hall of Fame now they're going to honor their 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 records and stuff like that. Yeah. So, um, and it's going to be a year yearly thing and anniversary because originally it was just for the hundred year anniversary of the Negro League. Um, now CC's gonna have, I think, a capsule eventually. Like I've been pushing them, we've got to do that. Um, so yeah, it's just like you know, this, we we just work well together, he and I, and uh, we've done so much stuff as far as like attending fights and having dinners and doing stuff with. Well, I was excited to meet him. What was that at uh, the the BMF oh, championship fight that we in the garden, Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah that, that was dope, man. He he was he was super cool. Um, when you first met him, yeah. You met you first met him at that fight. Yeah, yeah, but you know, I've liked the gear for a long time. But um, this Conor McGregor roots of fight relationship, I mean, it seems like the perfect fit. How long were you like in Jesse's ear or Conor? Like, back, like, were you trying to get the? I'm not sure if you were even involved in the deal, but I'm sure you were you were talking about it for probably since day yeah, one. Without yeah, divul not without divulging too much because yeah. I, I don't want to 
get my ass in trouble. Yeah, yeah. Um, I no, know, it's uh, just me and you talking. Nobody's listening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah <laughs> for sure. Yeah, we got alcohol. I, I do stupid shit when I drink. Yeah, have another drink. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, I think Jesse had been doing stuff, uh, working on Connor's stuff for a long time, as far as like just stuff in their in their head if they have the opportunity to work with them. Because um, I remember them showing me stuff way back when of like some ideas that they had that they were gonna like build a capsule. Um, but as far as the, the big push, I think I, I uh, connected him again. Now I, I looked at the email, I think it was like, oh, like a year ago, just like December, like a year, almost a year ago, it was December, not this December, December but prior. Um, I reconnected him and Audi via email. Um, they might have, we might have like crossed paths somewhere, and that was why I reconnected them. I don't remember. Um, but anyway, so uh, they, they probably from that moment, they've probably been working on this for over, over a year. That's great, man. You know, I, I would have appreciated a little heads up, but I was happy I was able to get in the first drop, you know, because the stuff goes so fast. Yeah, it's uh, well, this is rather it happened a lot. Uh, this was a lot of the moving parts happened quickly, so. Obviously, getting the charity involved. Um, I'm sure they wanted to get it out before the fight, but uh, I'm not gonna lie. It was very cool to see, like, to see, you know, Roots of Fight were something that I've seen since it was like a baby, and then for him, to, for Jesse to work with uh, Connor and the team, and you know, those guys, it was. Uh, there's some cool moments, and it'd be like, all right, that's pretty badass. Like, that's 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 cool to see because it's just connecting two two great people, like great, not two great people, like great companies coming together because um, Jesse does have an amazing team behind him, but Jesse is like my guy. Yeah. Um, so just to see the power of Bruce fight and, and team McGregor come together, that's pretty badass. And I'm, I'm pretty sure that this is not going to be a, a one-off because I, I, I know it's doing very well. Um, yeah. And as it should, like I said, all the, all the profits are going to like charity. So why not? You know, it's, it, I'm sure it's going to go well. Plus, you know, he makes some great, he makes some great, he makes some great gear. So, and uh, you guys make some great gear too. I, I don't know. Oh, of Right. Right. You know, like I said, we both wore the same shirt today, but um, I got the little winter hat on Connor up here. The hat's pretty good. It's not the greatest on my, my small ass bald head, but it works. Yeah. No, no, I love it. I love, it hasn't really, hasn't really been cold enough for me to wear it yet. I was going to wear it for the podcast, but I figured I'd end up like sweating over here. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, that hat keeps you warm for sure. Yeah, we've, um, listen, it, it's when you're coming out with, uh, I learned it's even with Jay-Z, when you have like a big iconic figure behind it and it's used to like dressing like Connor does and all that stuff, it's like you can't put out bullshit merch you know you gotta you can't just like sleep on it you know you gotta and kudos to the marketing team they do an awesome job like you can't just sleep on it you got to make sure that it's it stands up not only to the brand but to the to the to the man behind it yeah and it, and it definitely does because like i remember when we first started working together for sunsets and i was asking you about t-shirts for giveaways and you're like oh, we're gonna be doing t-shirts but they're not gonna be those you know, Gildan's bullshit t-shirts, you know? So, you know, you did come through for the staff and, and they're really, really nice. You know, whereas other brands, they might give you a case of them, but they're, you know, they're garbage iron on, you know, t-shirts. So, yeah, it's not, it's, you see that a lot in, in, in any space, but in the liquor space, it's getting less and less, I think, because I think people are paying. And Casamigos, actually, we, we mentioned them earlier. They did a good job, I think, earlier with it. Um, making like merch like instead of like those yeah those shitty bar t-shirts where you get on a promotion and you know they you know end up in your either you know you use it to like especially you know from being up north being here in the you know in the cold weather like sometimes you'd be like oh you have to wipe your window off of the snow and like oh i don't got anything like i got this little like bullshit shirt in the back um it's important to come out with something that like you're not only you're 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 comfortable feels good but you're proud to wear and like almost like as stylish is also like you know yeah it's just it's cool it's it's proper gear what's your favorite proper drink to be honest i drink it i got a proper on the the rocks yeah like that's my go-to when i drank you say um i was drinking a lot of a lot of do you say in ginger beer I hate ginger beer. I can't, I can't do it. I mean, like a lot. Um, And then we had this drink on the tour. We had this drink called the code where it was, and I had to stop. It's got way too sweet. It was Ducey, uh, 
pineapple juice and amaretto. Yeah, yeah. So we so, oh, but we would get people twisted on that drink. Like it was like juice. But well, I probably gained like 25, 30 pounds from ginger beer and pineapple juice. Well, that, that drink you were just talking about with the, the pineapple juice and the, and the amaretto, that's on the drink list for 4040. So when I, when I was doing- For sure, the, yeah. So when I was doing the drinks for spills, when I was making my, my drink list, I put that on there. I forgot what I, I called it something else, but we saw people were, were digging that or just with straight pineapple. But yeah, I saw that drink on the 4040 still to this day on their, on their drink list. So oh, I, that's I, awesome. I, I would have been mad at you. I would, if I would have known, I would have been mad at you for changing the name because that's the code. I that's like, it. that's the first drink um, we launched. Jay made it. And literally we wouldn't do any event, nothing. I don't care if it was, Anywhere we would go, we can do like five drinks, two drinks, three drinks. One of them had to be the code. We yeah. didn't do anything. We had, so like I said, we did four four tours and we'd have like a VIP area in the back and then a VIP area on the floor for this, the people to like move around and watch a show and then go back pre or post and like chill and hang out. We set up this bar and we serve like certain drinks, but one of the drinks was batched. All we would do is keep all night, have like the bartenders and people batching that code. It was sweet as fuck, but it was so easy to drink and people got twisted. There's a one night in New Orleans where we got, we got destroyed. It's not like dropping a name. It's not even Chris Paul, it's Chris Paul, the basketball player. Chris Paul's brother was on, on was with us. And that night, we must have went through like seven cases of Doucet. Like even like, Jay, I'll talk about it now. He's like, I don't know. He came into the room. He goes, I don't know what you guys were doing. He goes, but everyone was like blackout drunk. Like Chris Paul's brother doesn't even remember the night. I think uh, I have a picture. I think I was with like Michael B. Jordan that night. It was nuts. Like it was something about the New Orleans at New Orleans Air and we just got hammered. Um, so anyway, going back to you along with the question, I, when I drank proper, I am a more of a whiskey bourbon guy. I, I work with Bean back in the day. Um, so I switched immediately right away. The liquid's so freaking good. I, I drink it on the rocks. It's the only, really, to be honest, it's the only way I drink it. Unless I go to a bar that's doing like a specialty cocktail and I'll try it. Yeah. Um, but even then I'll go back to proper on the rocks. I had a lot of them on Sunday. Nice. Yeah. So yeah. The first, I had it with Red Bull. You had a table at the casino that time. We went, um, not the time after the Bellator, but one of the other times. And it goes great with Red Bull, which surprised me. Um, and then- no, because uh, it's a, The sleeper is a, with Tropical Red Bull is good, but regular Red Bull is great as well. Tropical yeah. Red Bull is actually a pretty good one. Red, see, Red Bull's always trying to shove that down my throat, that yellow can. They're always trying to get me to, to, to carry that too. They wanted me to do some tequila. Someone asked for it, so you'd have to promote it. So you're yeah. better off just pushing if you're a bar. Like, yeah, like screw it, just put it with regular Red Bull. But if you're having it at home or you're going to the store, yeah, get the tropical Red Bull and give it a try. My, my drink that I made at uh, Sunsets, and I'll order it wherever I go, is um, I'll do proper peach tree, ginger ale, splash of OJ. I called it the champ champ, and we sold a million okay. of them. But that's that's my drink wherever I go, man. It's a little sweet, but uh, I'll rock with that if, if I'm not doing shots, because I probably do more shots of it than anything. But you know, no, I love you, it. You know, uh, you know where that leads. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been with you. We've had some shots. Uh, we've had some nights where we had a few, we had a few shots. Um, yeah, I miss those uh, Mohegans, uh, those Mohegan sun trips. Yeah, hopefully sooner rather than later, man. Um, you know, but I, I don't know what the future looks like. Um, I won't keep you all day, but I did want to ask you, like, how bad has COVID affected business? Like with New York being closed, you know, I had Sean from the rabbit on the show and then we went up to the dead rabbit for like the, they were open for like two weeks and, you know, we went to go see him and, you know, they were like devastated, but how, how rough has it been on the brand having everything in New York closed. It's crazy. Like, um, just from the brand standpoint, we're, we're, we're lucky where Connor has such a big fan base. We, uh, we have such a strong presence in the liquor stores. So we're doing okay. Um, we have all these nice displays. Yeah. I just said, we, I love that. Like, he, he, he'll scare me sometimes. I'll pop into like, uh, I'll pop into, we went into our office. I mean, sometimes we have him like standing in the front of the door. He just opened the door and be like, you take a step back. I, I do that to people at the bar too. When I leave yeah. for the night, you know, and I don't come in early and I'll put it behind the door. Well, our friend, uh, you know, our friend, our social media friend, uh, one of the Proxima, one of the reps at 
sells proper down in Tampa. We'll give Jennifer a shout out. Oh yeah, we gotta give Jen a shout out. She's yeah, always yeah. Uh, showing showing love. She was when I posted we were doing this, she was upset we didn't invite her on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's got to listen. You know, she's got to put in some work. She's been selling the brand for I think a little like I think she's been approximately a year and a half. She's a, she's a she's a killer down there in Tampa yeah. or the West Coast because she does more than just Tampa. Uh, but she would tell me once, like she had like like bringing those displays to uh, to a liquor store. So she had like a few of them in the back. Sat back in her car, started the car, looked in the rearview mirror, and fucking jumped because she's like, "Wait, there's a dude in my," you know, scared yeah, yeah, the crap yeah. out of her. I'm like, ah, it's just Connor just chilling in the back. Um, uh, yeah, yeah, Jennifer's a, she's a, she's she's one of the, she's one of the best. Um, so we're doing okay. And this, the the stores are doing well. We have a great presence in the store. So you know. Um, can't complain over there as far as for our brand. I know there's a lot of other brands. I have some friends in the business that were like, I have one buddy who has a tequila, like a hustler, straight, straight hustler, kills it, does everything by himself, started a tequila or partnered with um, this woman that had a tequila. Um, and then, but his relationships were literally 95% on premise. So he was in some of the best places across the country as far as restaurants and bars, like in the big ones, like he was like a big LA, New York, like Miami guy. And boom, just like that brand, it's basically like shutting off the brand. Like, cause he doesn't, is not, he's not, doesn't have a celebrity behind him. He doesn't have like, uh, he hadn't been out long enough to build that like repeat business. He needed to be like at a place like yours on the drink list to like generate sales. So, um, Obviously, having a you know an owner like Connor and being part of a brand that's you know so well known so fast, we're in a different spot. Um, but just being from the the business, I've been doing this for like twenty years, um, and to see so many friends like that have bars and restaurants, I, it's every I deal with it every day. Like I'll speak to someone and it's just like shit. Like, but then you know you'll hear some good stuff come out of it. Like you know, this, that gives you hope. Like uh, a buddy, there's this place called um, McManus Pub. When's this thing dropping? I don't want to be breaking, breaking news or anything. No, no I'm going to put it out next Monday for fight week. Yeah. Right. So there will be good. So, all right. So like, all right, I'll tell the story. Then. So uh, my buddy uh, McManus Pub, I think it's 19th and 7th in Manhattan. Uh, amazing, amazing. Really cool, authentic Irish pub. Um, it's the, I'm going to get this, I think I'm getting this right. It's the oldest family owned bar in New York city. Um, so been around forever. Um, I think I watched his, so anyway, he, he had called me up and he was like, asked me some advice because I know you got, I know you got, know the guys over at Barstool where they're doing the, you know, the video for the Barstool fund, which is an amazing thing that's going on right now. We can talk about that for a second. Um, He's like, what, what do you suggest? Like, how do I, what kind, what should I do with the video or whatever? And I, I told him, I'm like, buddy, you have the story. There's nothing to make up. Like it's a family owned business. You've been around forever. You're an iconic spot in New York city. Sit down and tell your story. Your story sells because it's the truth. Um, and he sent me the video. He showed it to me. He goes, what do you think? I'm like, it's perfect. He's like, tells us the story, how the bar survived. You know, his grandfather owned it. His grandfather fought in World War II. His like dad owned it, and they survived the seventies. Um, you know, blackouts, storms, Hurricane Sandy, all the shit that this bar has been seen or been through. And he's like, you know, now the legacy sits with me, and I don't want to let my family down. So I'm like, I wrote back, that's it, done. You nothing, no bells, no whistles. You sitting at the bar telling your story. Your story is legit. I think it took a day and a half, two days. He sent me a text yesterday with a screenshot with him and Dave Portnoy. He's like, holy shit. That's sick, man. So, um, yeah, as, so as we're talking, it'll probably drop by the time this comes out. But as we're talking now, it, it hadn't been released. I hit up Dave yesterday. I'm like, I'm like, dude, you're like, what you're doing? I mean, I've already told him what I thought about the fun. Yeah. Um, I go, but you're just helping an amazing, amazing family, bro. It's like, it's, it's, I'm like, I thought Penn stock going at 100, hitting 100 was like a cool thing. Yeah. Um, I go, but you're helping a big family. And he just, he wrote back, like, he started laughing. He's like, oh, that's awesome. Yeah. He hit up, uh, I've, I've seen in the news, no places that I know, but three restaurants in Connecticut too, man. That's like really badass how they've come through with all this money for these different places that are, that are struggling. I mean, it's fucked up that it's 
takes him and them to do it. Right. But it just shows you their power. And like, it was a $500,000 like shot at them. They're like, Hey, put your money where your mouth is. And look, yeah. Who knows where they'll be when this drops or at like 22 million right now. And now, yeah. but anyway, so I was saying like being in the business for 20 years, you hear so many stories and like now it's, it's daily. It's like, uh, you know, it sucks. Sucks. It's, 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 and as you know, there's no, there's no better industry than the, like the, the, the hospitality industry. You mean you own bars, you know, the people that like what people go through to the bartenders, the staff, the barbacks, whoever it might be, you're, you're dealing with real authentic people with store. Like everyone has their own story, but these are, I mean, it's like hardworking people. And for the most part, we're fun. It's like a fun, fun industry too. So there's like a, this industry is filled with so much positivity. Like obviously we all deal with our drama. You own bars, you know, like the, you know, people calling out and like, uh, come on, like it's, it's a Friday night, busiest night. And now I'm going to be down a bartender. Um, but we're dealing with fun, cool, real people. Like I used to always say in early days of like, why do I got to wear a fucking suit to a, like to, as my, my work attire, I'm like, I'm going to talk to people in jeans and a hoodie. Right. Right. I look like an idiot. Like, what do you, like, I get your corporate like thing, but I, I feel stupid. Um, and now I get to wear like, you know, jeans and a hoodie and I'll dress up when I need to. Yeah. Um, so like long story short, the brand, we're lucky with the brands doing good. So that's what we're going to try and help, you know, other people with the charities and stuff. Um, but yeah, it's, 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 it's a tough go, as you know, I mean, you're dealing with it. It's not easy. It's not, it's, it's hopefully things turn around. Um, but it's not, it's, you know, certain places aren't making it, it as uh, easy. Well, I saw Connor wearing a shirt the other day and it couldn't be truer. It said whiskey helps. <laughs> you know, sure. so, yeah, it does. It so, does. So. Like, listen, I'm going to pour a little glass. I'll have some, some more with you. Yeah. Uh, this, like I said, this is a, this is a long, a long time coming. You've been asking me to do this for a long time. Well, I, I didn't want to. It's just that, you know, I think that actually is good. And now's the right time. Well, yeah, I mean, I wanted to do it in person, though. That's what we're, to be honest. So, so your viewing audience or listening audience, we wanted to do it in person. That was the main thing. Yeah. And COVID messed all that up. But hey, this works. At least it saves you the drive and we'll link up soon. Well, no, I want to come out with the next time I want to do it again live. And then we'll go, uh, we'll, we'll hit up uh, New Haven for some pizza. <laughs> all right, brother. I appreciate your time. Cheers. What, what's your pr- prediction? I'm going Connor. If the man said, listen, Mystic Mac, if he says Connor in 60, 60, 60, seconds. 60 seconds, it's 60 seconds. Uh, what, right, do you, yeah. what do you think? I'll say what I, you think. I, I was going to say round one, but, yeah, you know, I mean, he definitely could get him out of there in 60 seconds, but I think he's too smooth, too quick, too uh, too technical. Dustin throws big punches, but he throws them, like, fucking here. You know what I mean? And Connor's yeah. just so, you know, I think, I think Connor's got him, and we'll be uh, all drinking lots of proper on, on Saturday night. Uh, listen i'll cheers to that cheers man yo thank you thanks for coming through man appreciate it nice Nice brother we'll talk (laughs) all right man later later brother a kid from dublin with more than a dream he knew one day he'd be the king of the ufc oh with a group of fighting irish not to be pushed over now here to take part they were here to take over him from the start john having a boy aside Whoever thought they'd be known worldwide After 60 G's baby and a contract to sign Leaving his old life and the social welfare behind And after two years came the featherweight champion of the world And Connor said he'd make him look like a little girl It only took 10 seconds to show his talk Wasn't cheap as he connected with the left And put Aldo to sleep There's only one Connor McGregor And there's the fighter there And he's gonna knock out Floyd Mayweather So Floyd watch out Cause the Irish are coming you can talk all you want, but you'll do nothing. Only one Conor McGregor, and there's the fight. You can lead an Irish man to water. Don't try and put it in his drink. <laughs> For upper number 12, Irish whiskey. Shalom at that.